We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Carlo Navas. And with me today, to my left, is producer and co-founder Brian Goins. What's up, everybody? On the bottom right corner is our very own statistician and professional Photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. I thought we weren't doing a live stream. We're not doing a live stream, but this is for the YouTube audience, Christian. Oh, that's right. Sorry. This is for the YouTube audience. My bad, my bad. I'm focused. Listen, I'm here. We care about everybody on our platforms. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on twitch.tv. So that's MIA Heatbeat. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on so many platforms. Uh, thank you very much to the Blue Wire Podcast Network for doing that. And also to the bottom left is professional Photoshopper and anime lover Brass Jazz. What's up, everybody? Whole gang's here. We are here on all our platforms. Remember, everybody, tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash Heapbeat. We, MiamiHeapbeat, will be doing a live draft show all the way up to pick 20 and beyond. So check us out. We're going to be there as we are every year. It's a tradition like no other. Miami Heapbeat doing a draft show live to hear our reactions to anything that happens, whether the Heat trade down, they keep the pick, they make a big splash, whoever knows. And, you know, there's always crazy stuff that happens on draft 
definitely. So make sure to follow us, twitch.tv slash MIHeapy. We're going to be live there. And if you miss it, don't worry. We will post the VODs on Twitch and on our YouTube page, Miami Heapy. So check us out on YouTube. All the podcasts also go all the way over there. So, gentlemen, it's been kind of a weird um, two days of free agency already. I mean, it's been absolutely bonkers so far. Free agency. Trade moratorium. Trade moratorium. You know what I mean? Like it's it's been it's been absolutely unreal, uh, the amount of of things that have happened so far, and I think a lot of it actually kind of affects the Heat. You know, if we look at what's going on with the Bucks and, and their move for Drew Holiday and, and getting uh, Bogdanovich, and also them not getting Chris Paul, I think is also like a, a big thing to talk about. So the main thing that people took away from last night when the Bucks acquired Drew. And uh, and Bogdanovich was, despite the bounty that they gave up, you know, people felt that that was in a way a commitment from Giannis that they they would not they would not trade everything if if they knew that Giannis was le- was leaving, right? Like you don't you don't mortgage your future in that way. What was it? It was three first round picks for Drew Holiday and two pick swaps, you know, and then and then the sign and trade for Bogdanovich where they gave Dante DiVincenzo and and George Hill right so they they're pretty much emptying out their bench and, and any reliable kind of playmaking and, and guard play that they have so like they're it's going to be you know the those three guys Brook Lopez and then some some minimums you know West Matthews opted out you know Robin Lopez opted out so it, Christian I I think he fans were kind of panicked yesterday cuz they felt that you know their chance to get their whale kind of slipped away Oh, uh, I mean, definitely not. I mean, just because Giannis is the biggest whale, it doesn't mean that he's the only one that can help the Heat achieve what they're trying to achieve. So, like, you know, first of all, I'm still not convinced. Like, so apparently he has a month. He has has about a month, I think, to sign his Supermax extension. So we'll so find out soon enough. Season, like there's, yeah, December there's no 21st. point in like trying to speculate too much because we're gonna find out very soon, like whether he's actually committed now. When when that all went down, um, I definitely was in the camp of like, oh shit, Giannis must, you know, he must know something. He must have given him like a little, a little nod, like yeah, I'm gonna stick around. But really, when you step back and you look at how that just obliterates their depth, um, it really could very easily be seen as kind of a desperation play um, to, to be like, see, look, we're making changes. Yeah. We didn't do great last year, but you know, we're, we're listen, we're here. We're here. Look, look at, look at us improving the team. But meanwhile, like, you know, there's just, there's no one there. There's no one, no one left on the bench. So um, yeah, could go either way at this point. Um, but I think Giannis is, as Christian said, he is like the biggest whale, but but mark my words, he's not the. This is not like the only way to a fucking championship. There are so many other paths, and Giannis is not that. He's maybe the the shiny fucking, you know, he's the guy you you want, I guess. But like, there's there's other fits for the team that are probably even better than him. So there was a you know at two. What you got, Brian? Like the guy right behind me. Gallinari, that's my boy. For those of you who are listening through the podcast medium, can't see Gallinari behind Brian. Uh, you know, late last night, Brass, I saw a lot of Heat fans kind of very doom and gloom 
right? They were very upset. They're just like, all right, blah, 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 blah. you know, 2021's over. Let's, you know, let's waste our cap space. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like it was, Are Heat it fans was just bumbling drunks because that's what the yeah that was. <laughs> that's what that's what Heat fans were like. And I'm just like, well, what are, what are we doing? Like, what's going on here? Like, why are we? Why what's I don't I don't really compute. I was like the Heat are in a great position. They made the finals. They just kicked that team's ass. I'm like the Bucks are gonna walk into next season's favorites as they should be. You know, you add. You know, I, I know a lot of people are really kind of saying that it's a Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe's a lateral move. It's absolutely not. Drew Holiday is an excellent defender. He has a lot more length than Eric Bledsoe, and you know, you kind of imagine that he's not going to turn into a pumpkin composite. Can we assume that they're going to be favorites? Yeah, they're going to be favorites. I mean, what if they're going to be the Nets actually get Harden? That that changes things. But as of right now, and I, I I think even if the Nets get Harden, I think the smart money would be on Milwaukee. I think the money would be on Milwaukee. I think that defensively they're going to be good. I mean, remember, th- their Achilles heel a lot of times was, you know, Eric Bledsoe couldn't shoot, right? And Eric Bledsoe just did not – was not an impact star in the playoffs, right? Like maybe, you know, he was just never what he was in the regular season, which really kind of mm-hmm. neutered their offense because now you have this guy who can't shoot and who's not doing much and he defends like hell. But, you know, Drew Holiday is a guy that can at least, you know, in theory shoot, right? He's not the best bottom shooter in the world. You know, George Hill has a lot better numbers than he does spot up shooting and they lost him but you know at the end of the day in crunch time you know the heat last season you know they were picking on george hill right on switches jimmy butler was hunting that matchup every time down the floor and as good as he was you know they were able to pick on him late in games and you saw that with the celtics to kemba walker too which is why you know people reported that you know the celtics were kind of open to trading kemba walker to get drew holiday so that they can't get picked on late in game so while people while i've seen some people say it's a lateral move for the bucks i don't really think that i think that they're going to walk in favorites, you know, and adding a guy like Bogdanovich, who's a shot maker late in game. He's he's their second, probably the second or third best shot creator, depending on how you feel about Middleton. Sorry, Nikias. Um, He's really good. That guy can shoot the ball like hell. He can shoot off the move. He can do a lot of stuff. Um, not the best defender, but, you know, adequate. So they're going to walk in favorites, Chris. I, I just don't think, you know, I, I just don't see them as unbeatable like some people are feeling because they're just lacking in depth. It's, it's tricky doing these these uh, trade talks because, uh, you know, in five minutes after we stop recording this, there could be a massive trade, which just nullifies a lot of the shit we're saying. He could get hardened. Who knows? Could. Don't get discouraged. Live in the moment. Could happen. Um, but Looking like John Wall for Westbrook is happening. Wait, what? D- did you not see that report? No. Apparently, really? uh, John, John Wall and Westbrook have been ex- – um, let me pull it up. I think it's from Shams. Yeah, Shams reported an hour ago saying the Rockets and Wizards have discussed a deal centered on Russell Westbrook for John Wall. No traction that seems yet. Like... Rockets are seeking more assets. Yeah, that, that seems... Well, I mean, if if that's the case, that would indicate that they're ready to... Well, I, I guess it would indicate that they're not ready to move off Beal. They're, they're going to try to pair him with a guy who's probably better than John Wall at this point, you know, given what John Wall's injury was. Um, or they just want jerseys. There's no way that um, lasts into this trade deadline, man. But, but like going, but what I was what I was saying before is like we don't know if I mean it, it's clear Harden's getting traded to someone because Rockets are just like fuck this. But um, but does he have to I get don't... traded now? I feel like he'll get traded eventually. But does he have to get traded like was, right I mean, now before the season starts? Getting, how long is his contract again? Like the Rockets Five can take their sweet two time more years waiting for a great offer. Like, two more years with a player option. But also. What would that look like? I don't know. I haven't looked at the, you know, the nets and like what would need to be traded, 
I mean, are we looking at a similar thing like Milwaukee? Are they going to be basically emptying out their benches to clear yes. space to be able to move on? So it'd be Dimwitty, Levert, Jared Allen, and then any pick that they can plus pick swaps. I think the max you can trade is three picks and then is it three or four picks, Brian? I don't know. Uh, I, I read so, he spent for, for them. It's going to be like three picks. I think the James max Harden. that you could trade is three or four picks and then two pick swaps. So like that, that's the market. I mean, like, you know, somebody had this tweet yesterday, the Sam Presti and, um, and, and, uh, and the Rockets really inflated the value on trades this off season. And considering Robert Covington went for damn two first round picks, you know what I mean? And then obviously the drew, uh, drew holiday with, and David Griffin, you know, got a bounty, uh, you know, and then Sam Presti, you know, collecting all those picks for Chris Paul, you know, there is a, there's a certain inflation market. And by the way, like, I think that's affects the heats in a lot of ways because he don't have a lot of draft equity going forward, right? They don't have a lot of picks that they can trade, uh, which, which is going to hurt them to get in these big talks because if that's really what it's going to take to get in the door for like a Bradley Beal or a James Harden, you know, I thought Zach Lowe's thing was interesting today. He said, can't really see Miami getting in the door with just Tyler Hero. Like that's not a, that's not a blue chip piece enough. Uh, which, to be honest with you, I think the Heat can probably, in theory, create a better offer than the Nets. I think the Heat probably can have better players. I mean, Spencer Dimwood, you're going to have to pay him. I and mean, it depends how you feel about Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. But I mean, also, I think also he... like, fuck you. Riley can always get in the door. Continue, Jared. Always. Oh, it's just, fuck you to Zach Lowe. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I get what you're saying. <laughs> they don't have the draft all, equity. All it really takes is for Miami to somehow get, like, a 2021 pick somehow from, like, just trading. They could trade none to like a bottom contender and they can get a 2021 pick and they basically open up like three or four picks that they could use until 2027 if they're really uh, to. the the thunder own their pick correct yeah and then, and then the thunder also under 2023 pick which they can um reduce the um restrictions on it i think it's their top 15 protected right now is the 2023 pick from the dragic trade it's from no it's from salary dumping mo harkless uh, uh, yeah uh, so yeah, so when the Heat yeah, made room for Jimmy Butler, the Clippers, and then and then when the Clippers traded for Paul George, that's how Thunder got. They it. sent yeah, they, they they sent the pick. So Oklahoma City is which by the way, I think it's going to be interesting that Dragic is very likely going to be on the team during the duration of all those draft picks that they sent for him, which is kind of like a low key kind of thing that I don't think anybody thought would happen. I mean Dragic, when was Dragic traded in 2015, 2016? And he, he lasted that whole time. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I, think, I think that's fair to say that that was one of Riley's best moves. I think I think it looked kind of bleak because they didn't have any – because it was the 2021 pick and then it was the 2019 pick, correct? Mm-hmm. Those are the two picks that were moved. 2019 pick would have been nice. But, I, I mean, the years that they were in the lottery, they had their pick. Let's, let's remember that. The years that they made the playoffs. I remember so vividly when the Goran trade went down everyone on heat twitter was just talking about how we gave them absolute garbage we, we did just threw amazing and we did but at the same time no one absolutely no one uh was really talking about the picks that we gave up in that but now but like as time went on it's like everyone's all crying about the picks that we gave up I'm like no and remember the bosch blood clots happened right after yeah. So it was just, we couldn't even enjoy the possibility of what that five could have done together because we never even got it. Absolutely, it was terrible. But like in that moment when you're riding high and you're looking and you make a, a you know, you swing and you make an off fucking trade, and then but you know those yeah those picks, um, it hurts. We did clear out a lot of our our draft capital, but 
Um, I think yeah. that he built a contender without draft capital, which I think is one of the most amazing. Th- I mean, I, I I guess that's not totally true I mean, because think about their they best use a- their picks for like their best assets are like another lottery players and and literally two undrafted players because Duncan Robinson's probably really up there if they ever want to trade. Well, it's also part of the reason they've got to the finals is they're really great at drafting. Yeah. Like they're from their scouting. Their under scouting is unbelievable, but also they're like the, the, the guys that they can get at 13 and 14 are unbelievable. They're really, really great players. So, so like, you know, you kind of look at what the Bucks are doing, right? So you, the Bucks have this starting five, and like I think you're more confident in that the Heat can fill out the rest of that roster because the Heat are so good at finding these guys on the margins. They're good at using the D League. They're good at drafting. They're good at the undrafted guys. You know, when when Milwaukee doesn't have as much of a track record as Miami, and also like let's not forget, you know, no no state tax, right? And it's a nice city. So if you're gonna take a discount, you know, if you're if you're a player right now. And if you're looking to take a discount to play with the Lakers or to play with the with the Bucks, you know, I think that you might lean the Lakers because it's a lot nicer over there in LA than it is in Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Especially uh especially during COVID times where you're gonna, you know, you're not it's gonna be cold and you're not gonna travel a lot. You know, that's the other angle to this is that you know a lot some people have said next season it's gonna be a lot less travel. So, you know, the the uh you know, you're gonna stay home a lot, you're gonna you know be in division a lot, you're probably gonna play like a lot of, you know, it's going to be a lot of home stands. You're going to be somewhere for a long time. So that, that stuff's going to matter, you know, going into next season. I was, as a, as a side note, this is interesting. So we're, this season, we're playing it at just a few different state, as to a few different arenas. Is that what we're doing? Or we're just, or did no, they I mean, they're traveling. It's just, 20, they're traveling. I think it's 25 to 30% less travel. They're just trying to reduce the travel. So if the Heat go to LA, right, they're just going to play the Clippers and the Lakers at the same time. Or they'll if play, the, you know what I mean? Or, or, yeah, it'll be like it's like kind of like baseball has like a series. Okay, so, so if they don't play the Celtics. And then coming back in like a month, they play both games in that same. So show. they totally scrapped that plan where it's like you know five or six different arenas and they just kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they they're they're not doing bubbles. No, it looks like yeah, and then some teams are gonna have fans in the in in the stadiums, uh, which is kind of wild. I, I know the Lakers are not one of them. That's the one team that I read that they're not gonna have fans uh, in the stadiums. Us in Florida though, very big possibility. Ah, you never know. I mean, Kiara said, you know, watch this, that Dorfy. I think it's going to be limited capacity even then. I mean, Chris, you're a season ticket holder. Have they told you anything? Nope, not yet. Not yet. So did you renew? Yep. So, okay. So you, you, you'll you report live. You'll let us know. Wait, what oh, happens? I'm very interested to see what to they're going to do. What happens? They give your money back? or? I mean, just, so just for the games. That, for the following year. Well, that's what they did for the games that I couldn't go to last season. They, okay. uh, they gave me a credit that I applied to like, it was like one and a half of my eight payments. So, yeah. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, and with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore, Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly. So you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short-term list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try it with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you will be on in the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you the most options to wager than anyone else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank God. Okay. The other big move that happened yesterday, I guess not, not the big move that happened, but the big move that, that was kind of hinted at was James Harden going to the Nets, right? And, and if we look at for the Heat, you know, Obviously, this is not ideal, right? You don't want, you know, that guy going in your conference, right? The year you make the finals, you know, the year after you conquer the Bucks, you know, you're looking good. The Raptors may lose Van Vliet. That's one less team you got to worry about. You know, the Nets are coming back with Kevin Durant. You know, you have some injury questions. Obviously, the Bucks got better. And then now this Nets thing is happening, right? Which is, Christian, it's kind of, you know, it, it's a little nerve-wracking if you're a Heat fan. You know what I mean? I mean, definitely. Um Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. I mean, did you see that video that was that went viral on Twitter of uh, what the Nets' offense is going to look like? And it was just like yeah, yeah, a yeah. twenty-second clip of somebody playing two K with with all three of them just each dribbling between their own legs for like eight seconds each before someone takes a jumper. Like that probably will be what their offense is, but it's still going to be really damn good and really hard to stop. In late so, game, it's going to be impossible. And especially yeah, if I mean, obviously, commits. like, I feel like the Bucks were, like, the kind of tough assignment that, like, really – and, like, Spo loves challenges like that. So I feel like the Heat would be prepared. But it's going to be tough. Like, I don't know how you pick your poison there. I just I think mean, that's, that's going to be it. That's one of those teams that was that's, that's being put together, and I we really have no idea how that's going to work out. Yeah, I mean, talent-wise – Talent wise, they're really, really good. I mean, they're really fucking good. Both, all three of those guys are really good, but they're kind of head cases. I mean, if if it comes to you know Durant and and Kyrie together, man, I I just don't, I don't, I never really saw that working that great. I mean, this is going to be a you know one of the cold takes and you know the freezing cold takes, but like, uh, but then you add Harden there. I, I just it just it has the recipe to be a disaster, which is what's going to make it so fun to watch. Like I'm going to want to watch that team. Like, I think if they if they come out strong and they win a shitload of games and they're going to be at the top of the conference for a while, then you get worried because then they can probably ride that high. But if they start nine and eight or something, you know what I mean, where they're just kind of like like we should be better than this. No, because they should be an elite team. Like absolutely. They, yeah. they should be winning at least 
60, 65% of their games. So if they're not like meeting that mark, yeah, it's criticism is going to be worthy. There are a lot of similarities to this. And uh, when they made the, the Boston trade, you know, they have a new one of the These great players are much better brass. They're much better. This is not Joe Johnson and washed up KG. No, I know. I'm, but I'm saying there, there are some similarities though. And there, there's a, there's a, a great, uh, all time great player who is now the head coach. Um, we don't really that's know what, how that's the similarities. Ed. Well, but no, like, no, I mean, this, this no, kind of no, has no. like on parallels to what happened in golden state, but also right. like that, you know, the Nets team, you know, they have some good players on that team, but in order to get Harden, you are going to sort of empty the clip of that bench. And, and you, you just like Milwaukee, we're, we're sort of like, haha. And at Milwaukee a little bit here, talking about how great their starting five is, but then after that, it sort of falls off a cliff. I mean, you're talking this the, very similar situation in Brooklyn. The difference is... Durant's coming off an Achilles injury, and correct. Kyrie hasn't even played a full season in like three years. Correct. That's super that's where I'll give you... See, Brian, that's where I'll, that's where I'll say that that could go bad. But I mean, Brass, I mean, they're two top five players. You know what I mean? KD and Harden are, are arguably two top five players and maybe two top three offensive players in the league. You know what I mean? What I, mean? I would do, I would try... I would try to trade Kyrie. But yeah, but they're not going to trade Kevin Durant's friend before they even get to play a single second of basketball together. They already got him on contract. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think that's a big problem for them because, like, if you really have a team that has Kyrie, Harden, and KD, like, you're going to have a bunch of veterans that are going to want to go there to win a title, and they'll take the minimum. So you fill out the right... for example. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, Sean Marks, their, their GM, has shown to be very good at his job over the last few years as he's really rebuilt that franchise and i mean he's going to be in a great situation where he's going to have people come into him and it's not so much the other way around so i you know they're probably the team that i think can have the highest peak out of any team that the heat will face in the eastern conference oh like for sure it's, it's not even a, it's not even a question yeah, i'm not i'm not anticipating they're going to be bad i'm just saying it could very easily turn bad they could no, no, no. There's, the there's, there's stuff. the recipe is there for. I think the know. disease of more stuff happens, you know, kind of after you win, right? So like, you know, in the beginning, especially these guys have chips on their shoulder, right? Like Harden and 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 KD, especially like people don't think his Golden State championships count, um, you know, and 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 Kyrie has chips. So like, I I think it's easy early on to make it work, but it just later, that's when stuff kind of blows up. I do think that he fans do overblow things. I do think that they're a really good team. Uh, that has a lot of tools, right? We, we've gone over this. They have the full mid-level exception. They have the biannual exception. They have a $7.5 million trade exception. They have two ex- chunky expiring contracts. They have uh, a first-round pick in this draft. And then they have a uh, second place in rookie of the year voting uh, ready to move. So, you know, their asset tank. And, and by the way, if they really want to get in the game uh, for an all-NBA guy, you know, they have a, a player like Tyler Hero that they can throw in trade talks. And that's going to trump a lot of offers. You know what I mean? Even if they don't have the best draft equity, you know, they have guys on the roster that, you know, are young and good, right? And at the end of the day, you you have two players on this team who are under 23 years old or 23 and under uh, that are legit all-NBA contenders. One of them is almost already there, and the other one, you know, you kind of hope that that's what he becomes. So he fans, you know, they got to chill out. Yesterday was a lot. Last night at like 1 a.m., Brass, these people were going off the deep end. I saw Leif calming them down on the timeline. Yeah, I come on. We're, so so Leif tweeted out something I told him in the chat. 
Is I, I said, I told him, Heat fans have a real knack of setting themselves up for disappointment while not appreciating what they have. Big three poison them mentally. And I, I stand by that. And I'm not, I don't mean that as like an insult. Um, it's just our, that's where our default is now. Like that big three was, there's, there hasn't, nor will there be that kind of earth shattering thing. I mean, that changed the league. You, when, when you talk about stuff that just totally, you know, sent ripples through the NBA and we're still feeling those ripples from, from that big three heat team. And as heat fans, I mean, holy shit, as a heat fan, I didn't see that. I didn't expect that trade to happen. So it was incredible. Um, but ever since we always expect the big, the big trades to happen and the big moves and, and oh, everyone's going to want to come to us. Everyone's going to want to come to us. And, and for a while during that era was absolutely the case. Absolutely the case. And it continued for a while. And then we sort of fell back to earth, but it never left us. It never, it still lingers. And, uh, and I just think that, um, people need to chill. Um, because everyone is, everyone is thinking, everyone is, is, uh, trading photoshops of, you know, people in jerseys. Listen, we make fun of Lakers fans for this. Get a grip. We'll have a little, just have a little self-inflection and, and look at yourselves and go, Oh, well, we make fun of other people for this. Why, why are we doing this? I mean, Giannis, as we said to start this off, he's the biggest whale out there right now, but if we don't get him, don't freak out. Don't set yourself up. That was the longest shot. It's still in play. It still could happen. But if it doesn't happen, don't fucking run for the exits. Don't like calm down. We just made the finals. And I think people, I think people were really excited because I, I think that, you know, for as much shit as he fans talk, I think that they felt that going back to the finals is going to be really hard to replicate. And I think that they looked at Giannis as the way, as, as the, uh, as really the formula breaker. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not looking to to, you know, ruin everyone's high and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not shitting on everyone. Sounds like you are. No, I'm. But no. But I'm saying. But, but no. They're, they're like the the real talk. This is what eye emojis and fucking talk of you know whale hunting will do. This is. This I is, love eye emoji season. How dare you? How dare you? Eye emoji season is the best time of year. This is. But this is what you get. This is the. Don't fallout. you dare. Don't you dare. Fun, sure. You get your followers. Christian's smuckering like he knows he's done some stuff on the timeline. It's like, Listen, it's like, emo- he's not very proud of. I, I just no, I just tweeted. I love eye emoji season. It's the best time of year. Listen, that's it's fun. It's great. It is. It really is. This is. It's. It really is. I mean, and obviously, it's not usually right before Thanksgiving, but I am thankful for that. It's very festive, you know, like some people are putting up Christmas ornaments already, you know, it just feels festive, you know, it, it feels festive. I emoji sees, I'm going to get an I emoji ornament for my tree. It's very nice. It's, it reminds me of happy times. But a couple uh, years ago, if we weren't, if we weren't making moves a couple years ago, like, yeah, it's like, oh, you start looking at the team and you're like, oh, fuck. I think fans are pissed because the Heat aren't making moves. But in reality, I don't think trading is going to happen yet for them. Right. It just, yeah, it, it might not happen right when you want it to happen, but like these things happen or it'll, things will happen organically. And as I'm saying this, the, you know, they could trade for Beal tonight for all I know. I mean, if they're well, getting Lenny rid of still Wall, hasn't opt in yet, right? So this is a lot of uncertainty. It's hard to trade when the, one of the major pieces that you have has not opt in yet, right? So that'll Linux, that, that'll Linux $12.5 million is, is a big key to any trade that they'd make. I think we need to somehow get 
Dr. Fauci to convince Kelly to move back to Canada because he's like, Oh, can we have Dr. Fauci on the pod? Yeah. Can we get Brian, him? On? Can you get Dr. Fauci? Yeah. Get him on, get him on the phone. Uh, Brian, get Fauci on. It's a much safer place to be than the, than the U S right now. So I think if we tell Kelly that for his health, I think I know, man, Ontario is getting bad. It's, it's, it's getting rough in Canada lately. Senator so like yeah, New but, Zealand or something. Um, isn't he from Australia? K- KO is from Canada, Brian. People. Kyrie's from Australia, apparently. <laughs> what do you mean, apparently? Allegedly. I, I was I was just on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this, this Kyrie alleges he's from Australia. He plays USA basketball, though. He it says he was born, born in, in Melbourne. I didn't know that. And he preps USA basketball? Australia needs a point guard. They need a lot of things, probably. What are you, what are you doing, Kyrie? Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about about stuff in the East. I mean, obviously you are, but you got to wait to see what the Heat does. Like, if the Heat got Gallinari and or Paul Millsap, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like a top three team in the East. I'm not scared of the Celtics. You just kick their ass. And I think the Nets and and, and, and the Bucks. you know what I mean? Like, let's see how this goes. Let's see how seeding goes. And let, let, let's let let's play this out. I, I think the plan's still 2021. I think there's a lot of good free agents in 2021. The Clippers strike out again. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are free agents. Who knows? You know. I mean, that's what I was uh, to say. Like, if the Clippers at any point are seriously entertaining trading Paul George, like you got to consider that because he fits a lot of what the Heat are missing. We made fun so. of Paul George too, but it's tough. Uh, you know, if if a guy like you know, if the Blazers miss the playoffs this season, and Dame Lillard's upset, you know, what's to say that you can't get in the door? with some picks and Tyler Hero if he takes a, another leap, you know, a capital L leap. You know what I mean? Like there's, you know, there's ways to get in the in, in the door with stars. You know what I mean? Like at heart, it might not even get moved. I mean, judging, I got to be honest with you, judging from everything I've seen and, and what league people are saying, it seems like it's done or close to done. Um, and, you know, sometimes things don't get done a certain way because you need the salary cap to work. Sometimes a trade has to come after a signing or whatever. Right. So, you know, we, we don't, like, you know, that was one of the big things with the Chris Paul trade that the Phoenix didn't wait. To, to, to do the trade because you know now their their salary cap is kind of tied up um kind of the last thing because we just wanted this to be like a, a quick hit to kind of kind of fill you in on all the news and how it's affecting the heat Kristen, you had a report today uh that for miami heat beat that the heat are looking maybe entertaining trading back in the draft uh, yeah, no, I actually heard this earlier today, though. Uh, I know that uh, Leif, uh, Greg Sylvander, and uh, Clutch NBA over at Five Reasons Sports had also been hearing this, but it looks like the Heat are trying to trade back with the hopes of, I think, acquiring a late first-round pick and a second-round pick so that essentially they can, you know, grab a couple players, which it might looks like it looks like they're going to need, especially in this upcoming season that we still have no real idea, like how they're going to manage the season. Obviously, as we're seeing in other sports leagues right now, COVID is going to continue to be an issue, at least until there's the actual release of some of these vaccines. Maybe they incorporate that into the leagues. It's really hard to predict what's going to happen when it comes to that, but we know it's still going to be existence. So having a deep roster is going to be something that teams need this upcoming season. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And also it would minimize the the amount of like guaranteed cap money that the Heat would have in this draft, <laughs> which I think is also important for their plans going into next offseason. 
So, Brian, I think that the guy, so if, if somebody tells me, you know, Heat are trying to move back in the draft, I think the big name that sticks out is uh, is Vernon Carey, right? It's looking like that's who the Heat are really targeting. Um, we've heard from <laughs> Leif. We've heard from, I think even Ethan reported it recently, that, uh, yeah, that's the guy that apparently they gave a promise to. Whether or not, no. I don't think they're going to take him at 20, but I think if they drop down to, like, the end of the first round, they could take him there. I, really I thought want maybe Smith. what they could do is I thought maybe they could drop down in the first round, try to maybe pick up because they could probably still get Desmond Bain in like the 25, 26 range if they drop down just a few spots. If they pick up sort of like what they did for KZ Akpala where they get like a pick kind of at the top of the second round, then maybe they could somehow get Vernon Carey at the second round instead. But obviously I, like, think I so. really don't know. Well, here's the thing. we don't. None of us know what the actual like – like we, I've seen a lot of mock drafts, and none of them are like. There's no consensus with any of these players. <laughs> so, who, who's this? Because obviously Miami had Casey Akpala ranked as like the their like tenth or eleventh best player on their board, I think, or something crazy like that. It was basically him or 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 Hero if, if Hero wasn't on the board. Hashtag so free Who's to say that they wouldn't take Vernon Carey at twenty, even if everybody else thinks he's a second round pick? It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it would not be the first time with the front office, and then they're kind of, and they've been right. So. Something I, I kind of also thought about, Christian, like not not only the cap hit, but like, you know, if they can, if they're really confident in a guy, right? Like if they're really confident in Vernon Carey and they can, they can, they can turn their, their pick into Vernon Carey plus a, 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 sec, a second rounder that they're like Josh, like, you know, how, how the Heat were very, I mean, we know how confident the Heat were in Josh. I mean, the second they took him and we knew, you know, some of the stuff, but we didn't even report how high they were on, on Richardson kind of in the middle of that draft and, and how excited they were to take him. So like if the heat are able to kind of get a guy like Vernon carry, and then a second round pick that they can also turn into an asset. You know, all of a sudden, you know, instead of trading draft picks, now you have a bunch of young players that you, you know, you, that you think are good. And if you can develop them, those are other, those are other trade trips. So all of a sudden you have none hero, whoever they pick with their first round pick plus second round pick. And however, KZ Akpala develops, you know, all of a sudden they've created quite the farm system of assets without real draft picks. No. Yeah. And I also want to point out that this would be the second season in a row that, because the heat also traded back in last year's draft, which is how they ended up taking um, KZ and bowl. Correct. Even though they did end up trading bowl later, um, they did it. It was a way for them to manufacture more picks, which had gone completely against their nature for almost the entire decade where they treated second round picks like, you know, goodie Private. bags to seal a goddamn trade with any team. Like they were throwing those things around like they didn't care about them. And that doesn't make any sense because I think they finally realized that they have some of the best scouting in the NBA and that the more picks they have, the better chance that they're going to improve their team in not only a quick way, but a cheap way. And so like there, it makes a lot of sense for them to invest in, especially going after a lot of second round picks because it kind of fits what they're already doing. To Christian's, so the other point, thing, to Christian's point, I want to add it on to what he's saying. I mean, if you think about the Heat's way of, of making a move for a superstar player, say like Lillard maybe next year if he opts out, the best thing that Miami could do is continue to develop some more young players on that team. Because does Lillard have an opt out? Sh- Who? Does Lillard have an opt out? Oh no, I think he signed to like. Yeah, I was gonna say. Years. Okay, continue. I'm sorry, I don't want to. But I'm saying is, like, I think it's it would be really smart if Miami can identify some more young talent. In these next, I mean, they have a pick in this draft, which they're not gonna have a pick next year. 
at the moment. No, at they least don't. It's not Which... a first rounder. But um, it'd be good if they could somehow find another guy like they did with Josh Richardson. If they could find another guy in this round, if they knew to trade a guy to get someone like Jimmy Butler to get somebody who they, they would value that they could you know, put together a pack that has assets. And I think they have a few, quite a few right now. But also, in, in, in a sense, you want to keep some of these guys. Like, personally, I think very long and hard about trading Duncan Robinson of anybody on this team. Uh, mm, I mean, it depends what you get. I mean, I, I think you trade Duncan if, you know, if he's a piece in, like, you know, a blue chip all-NBA guy. I don't think you trade him for less. I don't it think you include to, him in a pack. It would have to be for wretches because I really think that basing is not, not just like his specific skill set is hard to find anywhere around the league. And I know a lot of people say, oh, you can find another Duncan Robinson out in the league. I don't think it's as true as true as people think. Like, he's that good of a player. And I only think he's going to get better. So you're saying to trade him or not to trade him? I would I would think very long and hard before you make Oh, I, 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 thought, I, I thought you meant the opposite. I thought you were saying that they should probably trade him. I mean, especially if it's true that they're not really offering Tyler Hero right now, he would basically have to be offered to get anything of real value. So I don't believe that for a second, by the way. I think that if if they're if 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 Washington calls, if Houston calls, all of a sudden. Okay, I think I think if Washington, I think they've written off Washington for this offseason because Washington, from every report that's come out, has made it clear that they are not trading Bradley Beal. This the GM went on the low post and he was just saying that they're not gonna. He basically went on on a propaganda spree about Bradley Beal and how he wasn't trading him. Which could just be a way to up his, you know, trade price, but. Bradley Beal's brother know. went on the timeline yesterday saying that's not happening. I mean, exactly. And that's why. I don't it's think like, he's I mean, getting moved. I, I, I don't, and I don't, I don't think, I think Bradley Beal would have come out. Uh, what was it? It was uh, like less than six months ago and like said publicly that he's, you know, he wants to continue playing in Washington and he did sign that extension. So I guess we'll that see what happens. So we'll see how he feels if this season goes as bad as I think it's probably going to go. But especially if they go after Russell Westbrook, which is just. Never learn your lesson. <laughs> I think that'll be good, though. I actually think that'll be a good pairing. Okay. I think that'll work. That might get that might get him to the eighth seed. Yes, and then what? Get wiped in the first? Like hard fought five game series. <laughs> hard fought five game series for for, for for Washington. Oh my god! Well, everybody, remember tomorrow, eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. Draft Miami Heat Beat live show, twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat. Make sure to be there. We are going to have fun. We're going to have lots of voices on, some that you know, some that you don't know. We're, we're planning a lot of cool stuff for that draft show. We're going to take you live all the way up to the Heat pick. And if they trade back, pray for us because we will go live up until they pick. Okay, then? We are here. I am committed to the long haul. We are here. Brian's like, oh, God, no. I'm here. Kristen and I are going to be here to take you all the way. And everybody else who's going to join us tomorrow on the Draft Social, make sure you check that out. Also, follow our Instagram page at MIAHeapy. We're doing lots of cool stuff over there. Uh, Jake Pablo is re- is now working with us. He's a great NBA designer. We are very, very excited to have him on board uh, working with us. He's one of my favorites. So check out his. Uh, we'll put that at in the description of this podcast. Uh, or, or on YouTube or wherever you're listening. So make sure to check out his work. Check out our Instagram page where he's going to start posting some graphics. He already made one for our draft coverage uh, and all that good stuff. So subscribe to the YouTube page, all that stuff. We're excited. We're ready to go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.